Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Woke up this morning insane. I'll be just fine, be just fine. Falling in love is all good. Better days coming this way. Butterflies all on my face. Love is a season. I'm feeling this way. Good morning and welcome to Sant Live. I am your host, George Jarjour, and this is George's Jungle of Sports, my raw, unfiltered look at the sports world. I'm coming at you live and direct from the Sound Live studios in sunny Everett, Washington. Thank you for joining me today, whether it's on Facebook.com slash Live or on Periscope.com slash Live. Glad that you guys can make it today. We got a jam-packed show, some nice news for Matthew Stafford. A lot of people want to argue that he doesn't deserve the contract. We'll be arguing about why he does deserve this contract. We'll be arguing about why I believe he's a top 10 quarterback. We got the college football playoffs, a little bit of a preview show here where we're going to tell you which of the four teams that made the college football playoffs last year are most likely to return. After that, we're going to go to our weird news story of the day, UFOs. You know I love aliens and I believe in them, but I have a weird question regarding that. So stay tuned for that. Talk a little bit about Art Bryles and his inability to land a job in the CFL he got hired, then fired on the same day. I, I think that it's justified. A lot of people argue that it's not. We'll explain why, and then we'll recap it with some questions, comments, and just giving you guys exactly what you want to hear. Any questions regarding sports in general, we'll take at that time. Uh, for those of you joining us for the first time on this show, this is George's Jungle of Sports. Uh, we used to do coffee and soda in the morning. 10 a.m., me and Sammy Jarjour. Uh, now me and Sammy are doing the 4 p.m. show together, Sans Sports, our daily debate show. I do this 10 a.m. each and every Monday through Friday um, called George's Jungle of Sports, my Ron filter, look at sports, and Sammy Jarjour does his show called Speak Up with Sammy Jarjour where he gives you his opinion on the sports world. So how is everyone doing today? I bet you most of you are not as doing as great as Matthew Stafford, who is now the highest paid player in the NFL. A lot of people have a problem with that. I don't personally, and I'm gonna I'm here to be the voice of reason in the world and tell you exactly why I do not have that issue and why I don't believe it should be an issue for anyone involved. So let's get this started um, and just need a little bit of plug here for our sponsor, uh, mybookie.ag, giving a little free shout out here. So if you guys like to bet on sports, it's the best place to bet. Uh, today they're sponsoring Sammy's show, so uh, he will give you a little more of a spiel and they'll be on our 4 p.m. show as well. So how's everyone doing today? All right, let's get started. So Matthew Stafford to sign the richest contract in NFL history. Is he worth the money? Well, is shelter worth it? Is having a car worth it? Reliability is the most underrated thing 
in the world. And a lot of people don't seem to understand that. A lot of people say, oh my God, Matthew Stafford is now the highest paid quarterback ever. He doesn't deserve it. Okay, Lion fans. Who is your quarterback before Matthew Stafford? And I'm going to argue why I think he's a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. But before we get into that, who was your quarterback before? Charlie Batch? Dan Orlovsky? John Kitna? Now, I have no problem with John Kitna. I'm a big John Kitna fan. Shout out to Central Washington University. But you're not going to win with that. You're not going to win with people like that. Matthew Maurer says, no, he's not worth it. But he's the best QB they have ever had. Exactly, Matt. You should like him since you have the same first name. But that's why I argue he is worth it. What are you going to do? And yes, Matthew, I'm going to argue why he's top 10. I can make an argument for him being the number 10 quarterback in the NFL. So stay tuned to that. I'm going to go through my top 10 list. And then all of you can, let's, let's argue. If you disagree with me, that's fine. I can see him placed anywhere between 9 and 15th best quarterback in the league. His stats are pretty phenomenal if you actually want to go look at them, especially since Jim Bob Cooter became their offensive coordinator. He's gotten ridiculously better. Last year, they probably could have made the playoffs if it wasn't for him breaking a finger. He, they probably would have. Now, my question to you is, when the market bears that this is how much you pay a quarterback, you pay the quarterback, right? That's the question, right? Don't you pay the quarterback each and every single time? I don't get this whole argument that, oh my God, he, I mean, he's not worth $26 million a year. He's not worth $27 million a year. Does it really matter if he's worth $27 or $21 million a year? You have reliability. You have a duct tape holding this team together. You are a Matthew Stafford away from being 0-16 and 1-15 as a Lions fans. Imagine if Dan Orvalski is your quarterback the whole season. What's your record going to be, 6-10? No. Five and eleven, probably not. You probably win three and thir go three and thirteen, and then what? Go draft a quarterback who you'd hope oh, he'd be even nearly as good as Matt Stafford. Let's not forget for all of you people who don't think Matt Stafford's that good. He was the number one recruit coming out of the country to go to Georgia. He went to Georgia, played fantastic in the SEC, was drafted number one overall by the Detroit Lions and has played in Detroit now since, I think, 2009, I think, is the season. And he's been fanta pretty fantastic. Let's look, at, let's look at Matt Stafford's stats here real quick. Now, um, and Devin Mark say, wait, what's the contract? And this is the NFL history, not Detroit history. Yes, it's the largest contract in NFL history, Devin. And Sammy has them between 11th and 13th, but he deserves that contract. Yeah, you deserve the contract because that's what the market bears. He won't be the highest paid quarterback. I mean, David Carr just became the highest paid quarterback in the league. Now, what uh, Matthew Stafford was. Who's next? Whoever's the next free agent. If Kirk Cousins is a free agent and the Redskins want to re-sign him, he'll be the highest paid quarterback in NFL history. It's just what the market bears. Now, you got to remember here with Matt Stafford. Last year, I'm sorry, I don't know why his stats went away. He threw for 4,300 yards with a 93 rating and only had 10 interceptions under Jim Bob Cooter and 24 touchdowns. That's a year after he lost Calvin Johnson. The year before that, 32 touchdowns, 13 picks, 22-12, 29-19. The guy's been solid with a rating of 93, 97, 85. In 2011, he threw for 41 touchdowns to only 16 picks. 
The guy's been pretty much a monster. Now, top 10, I can make that argument. I'm not telling you he's for sure the top a top 10 quarterback, but anywhere between the top and the 10 and top 15 quarterbacks, you have to make him the highest paid. When Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl, they had to go pay him. You just have to do it. That's what the market bears. Now, who should be the highest paid quarterback in the league? Brady or Rodgers, obviously. But when Rodgers' contract is up and it's time to re-up it, he'll probably become the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. And don't forget the division that they play in. They play in the NFC North. You go, you play, you have to compete each and every year with Aaron Rodgers. If it wasn't for Aaron Rodgers, the Detroit Lions probably would have won, won a division four times since Matthew Stafford got there. And last year, without Calvin Johnson, with an injured thumb, week 17 against the Green Bay Packers, they lost the game to go to the playoffs. So they have had the chance each and every year with Matthew Stafford. I keep arguing that you cannot you cannot just not sign Matthew Stafford. If Matthew Stafford was to hit the free agent market, Jacksonville would have made him the highest paid quarterback. San Francisco would have made him the highest paid quarterback. The New York Jets would have made him the highest paid quarterback. You catch my drift? When you have a quarterback who is holding your organization like duct tape, because he's the th- he's the glue man. If it wasn't for him, the Lions would be a one in fifteen or zero in sixteen team, and that's how he actually got there. Before Matthew Stafford, the Detroit Lions were the first NFL team in history to go zero in sixteen, thus getting the number one pick. And ever since then, they've had stability at the quarterback position, which is very important. Let's go through some comments, and then I'll go through my top 10 quarterbacks and argue why I believe Matthew Stafford, you can make an argument, is the ninth or 10th best quarterback in the NFL. All right, let's see these comments. Thank you, guys. All right. Matthew Maurer says, fair points. He's better than Flacco, who signed the richest contract after the Super Bowl. Yeah, absolutely, Matt. That's how I look at it, too. I think it's what the market bears. If the market tells me this is how much I have to pay a franchise quarterback to have stability, I mean, how much would you pay for, uh, you know, a plane ticket? You have sometimes you overpay for a plane ticket, right? You want to go from Seattle to Las Vegas or Detroit to Mich- to uh, Texas, right? Whatever the price is to get on that airplane, if you need to get on that airplane, you're gonna pay it. Sammy says, Rodgers will get more than that soon. And Cousins, absolutely. Like when Mike Conley was the top player paid in the NBA. 100%. Mike Conley, that's what the market bared from Mike Conley. Thus, he became the highest paid player in the NBA. Noah Press said, the contract is five years, $135 million, LOL. Right. But look at Otto Porter in the NBA. He just signed for $23 million a year. <laughs> I mean, I know I don't want to compare NBA and NFL contracts, but at the end of the day, he's the glue in the organization, Noah. He's the guy who you can't go anywhere without that quarterback. And he's not. Look, I mean, people a couple years ago, I, I don't know if you guys remember this before I go through the rest of the comments. We had the same conversation about four years ago when Matt Ryan signed a contract to become the highest paid player in the NFL. Everyone, Matt Ryan can't be the highest paid player in the NFL. He hasn't won anything. Okay, he just took his team to the Super Bowl and won MVP. Once you have a franchise quarterback who's in the top 12 quarterbacks, top 15 quarterbacks in the NFL, you lock them down. You hope to catch lightning in the bottle because these are the type of players that can take you to the Super Bowl. 
Devin Mark, hasn't he beat Cowboys on every Thanksgiving game, or I'm thinking of someone else? I think you're thinking of someone else, Devin, because the Lions play thanks- a Thanksgiving game every every Thanksgiving, and so do the Cowboys, but they never play each other. And, and Devin has to go top 10, he said. Noah Price says he's 5-46 and 46 against teams with a winning record, and he's never won a playoff game. Yeah, I know that. I know that. I'm not saying he is the best quarterback. I'm not saying he deserves to be the highest paid. I'm saying that's what the market bears, and it's the only option you have. What are you going to do? Someone tell me. Let's say you don't you don't re-sign Matthew Stafford. What do you do? Where, where are you going to go get another Matthew Stafford? Sammy says, listen at 1 p.m. Yeah, guys, listen at 1 p.m. Sammy Jorjour, speak up with Sammy Jorjour. He still deserves the money. Sammy says he hasn't missed a game since 2011 for your information. That's important too, unlike Andrew Luck, Mr. George. Sammy, that makes no sense. I don't think you know Andrew Luck actually started 15 games last year. And you guys won't be shocked to see where he is in my top 10 quarterbacks. Devin Mark, if I'm not in your top 10, I'm not listening. Noah Pratt, no way he deserves the money. Win a playoff game first. Noah, they said that about Matt Ryan. He hadn't won a playoff game first. Tell me what would you do? Before everyone jumps on and says, no, you don't deserve the money, Matt Stafford, tell me what you do instead. When someone can answer that, I, I want to know. Sammy says, Devin, you're, top, you're two after Brady. You still need a QB, Noah. You have Blake Bortles then. Exactly, Sammy. I mean, <laughs> look at all the – I mean, so many teams would, be, would love to pay Matt Stafford this. The Jets, the Jaguars, maybe even the Houston Texans, the Arizona Cardinals once Carson Palmer has gone. There's so many teams that want this. Devin Mark is laughing. Matthew Marsh says, draft Joey Harrington. Yeah, you remember that out of Oregon? Joey Harrington was supposed to be the next big thing. Drafted by the Detroit Lions. Never, ever panned out. Devin Mark said, what about Romo? Did he win a playoff game? Actually, he did – win a playoff game before i think he's like he's won one playoff game or two sam says what do you mean that makes no sense he hasn't missed a game in six years that makes sense more than missing games yeah i know but i'm just saying to compare like injury history you keep want to say andrew luck's injury prone where he's had one injury season sammy says maybe the texans i did say that earlier no i'm not saying you don't need to keep him but why pay him so much for meteorot to be mediocre basically so you know what the thing is because someone else will pay him. The Jaguars, you got to keep your assets. I mean, at the end of the day, this is a guy you're paying for reliability. Like I said, if you need a plane ticket from Seattle to Vegas to see, uh, you know, God forbid, a sick relative, you're going to pay whatever that market tells you the price of a ticket is. And now that's the price of a franchise quarterback, no matter what. I mean, you're, you're not going to have Aaron Rodgers hit the market. You're not going to have a Tom Brady hit the market. You're not going to have uh, Andrew Luck hit the market. None of these guys are going to be free agents where you can go and sign them. So what you do instead is get a, have a guy like Matt Stafford who, remember, number one quarterback coming out of high school, number one quarterback drafted in the NFL draft, has thrown over 40 touchdowns in a season. I think he has 33,000 yards in his career, and the guy is just the glue. He's your glue. Sammy, Andrew Luck is injury prone. I'm not even going to listen to that. Queen Kira Clark says, owners are making billions while the players are only making millions. Pay him more, much more. Well, you know, Kira, I kind of think there should be no salary cap in general. I kind of agree with you there. Whatever, Whatever you produce to the team, there shouldn't be a cap on how much you can earn. Devin Mark, one and two doesn't really make a difference. That's true. Tyler Brightman. 
There should be like numbers and accolades if you have to put up to get paid. Slot these QBs and players wouldn't be making as much. That's true. But I mean, a lot of these guys wouldn't sign incentive-based contracts. And at the end of the day, they are kind of incentive-based. I think there's two years guaranteed on this contract, maybe three. And then they can cut him so if he doesn't produce. So at the end of the day, if you don't produce, you can get cut. So you won't be owed that money. Sammy Jojo, don't give me that BS. Devin Marks says, I think this is a fair contract considering NFL players are underpaid already. Hit the nail, hammer on the nail, man. But exactly right. Devin, you're right. He makes what Otto Porter makes. Exactly. Sammy said that a little bit earlier in the show. Who's maybe their third player? Otto Porter, yeah, he's the third best player. Maybe. Maybe their third best. You can say maybe Ubre on the Wizards. Matthew Marr says, the market dictates players' value and the owners make the value. The players only get what the owners will pay. Absolutely, unless you want to lock out like that and try to get a better bargaining agreement to where you can actually dictate what you want to get paid. You never, I mean, the NFL players, I think, are vastly underpaid outside the quarterback position anyway. The contracts aren't guaranteed. I just want to know, like, what, before I go through my top 10 quarterbacks, and I know people are going to disagree with a lot, some of them. I have a top 10 list. Um, I'll read out my top 10 list and tell you why, and then we'll go through your comments. But my question to you guys is, think about this while I'm going through my top 10 list. Like Noah, for example, you said you would not pay Matthew Stafford. What would you do? What would be your, like, you know this is what the market dictates. You know if he went on the open market, he'd get this money. What would you do instead of signing him? Once someone could give me a solution on what would you do instead, I would love to uh, entertain those thoughts. All right. So my top 10 quarterback list. Uh, this is very – now, this is an order. I'm not completely set on the order 110%, but this is kind of where I have it right now, and this is what I believe if the player plays this season, is healthy this, this season – what he'll produce, and where he is as a top 10 quarterback. Number one, I personally got Tom Brady. The guy, uh, you can make a case for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I have him 1A, 1B. They're both the top quarterback in the league. Brady and Rodgers are just something else. I mean, these, these are guys that no matter what you want to say, you can't really argue that these guys are bona fide franchise quarterbacks, two best quarterbacks in the game. Um, Tom Brady turns 40 in August, hasn't showed signs of slowing down, trying to go for his sixth Super Bowl. I believe, you know, we're going to see a regression in Tom Brady eventually, either this year, maybe he retires after this year. But the guy can't be going on forever. This is not a top 10 list on who I'd start my franchise with today. This is what I think this year is going to play out with. Number two, I got Aaron Rodgers. Um, he led the NFL last year with 40 touchdown passes. He might be the most naturally gifted thrower I've ever seen. His arm angles, his his uh, he's cool under pressure. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, no one can argue that this guy is number one or number two quarterback in the NFL. If anyone thinks he's overrated, stop watching football and go watch just Aaron Rodgers highlights. The guy makes every throw on the field. This is where people are going to start going at me. Number three, I got Andrew Luck. Uh, guys, calm down. If you don't think Andrew Luck is that good, he really is. No running game and no offensive line last year. He was the best young QB in the NFL. He's still only 27 years old, guys. He has another 10 to, 15, 10 to 15, well, 10 to 13 years. And he's still with the no running game. Remember, he has no running game. 
and no offensive line. He threw for 31 touchdowns. He had a, he led the league before in touchdown passes. He threw for 4,200 yards last year with 31 touchdowns. My number four is Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson uh, looked like he you know took a step back last year because the offense slowed down, but he had no offensive line. He threw 546 passes, and he he's absorbed a lot of sacks in the last few years. I'm a little worried about Russell's health if he keeps getting hit as much as he does. But you can't like the intangibles of Russell Wilson cannot be denied. He makes all the throws on the field. His leadership is fantastic, and he's a winning quarterback who can make every throw on the field. At number five, I got David Carr. Uh, you know, he broke his leg last year, had a really big coming out party. David Carr for the Raiders is awesome. He just signed what was the richest contract in NFL history. And then he, you know, let's see how he comes back from it this year. Love David Carr. Number six, I got the MVP from last season, Matt Ryan. He led the NFL in almost every passing category that matters last year. But it's going to take a while to get that. That's why I have him at number six. I think he's going to take a while to get over the Super Bowl hangover. Great quarterback. I put him him and Matt Stafford about the same guy. I would rather build my team around Stafford personally. I think if you switch those two's careers, they'd have the same exact careers. I think Stafford might be a little bit more arm talented. At number seven, I got Ben Roethlisberger. He's still great. He's been getting hit a lot. He just turned 35, which is still means he's relatively has a few years left. However, I think since he's hinted at retirement, this could be one of his last season. He still makes all the throws. He still has the leadership ability, and Big Ben is still fantastic. At number eight, I got Drew Brees. He led the NFL in several categories, including yards last year. Uh, he's 38 years old now. I think you know he hasn't slowed down yet, but I can see him coming to take a slowdown pretty soon. Number nine, I got Jameis Winston. I just love Jameis. I think he's going to make that leap this year. A lot of people have Marcus Mariota over him. I got Jameis Winston. He he's he's a leader. He threw for 30 touchdowns. He's makes every throw on the field, and his leadership ability is unlike stuff we've seen in a long time. And number 10, I got Matt Stafford. I mean, a lot of people are going to disagree with that. But here's the interesting stat. I mean, we talked a lot about Matt Stafford today. Can you believe that Matt Stafford has um, has not had a player on his team? This is going to sound unreal. Rush for over 100 yards in four years. Four years, they haven't had a 100-yard rusher in a single game. The last one was to do it was Reggie Bush four years ago. So when you have a guy who has to carry his team like that, and he's done a pretty good job at it, in my opinion, you got to put him up there. So I don't know how many comments we got. I'm sure we got some of them. Um, I'm going to just refresh my Facebook for you guys, and let's see what we got. So that's my top 10 quarterbacks. I'm just going to go through it one more time before we look through the comments. So I put on my top 10, Brady, Rogers, Luck, Wilson, Carr, top five. Ryan, Roethlisberger, Breeze, Winston, Stafford, rounding up the top 10. Here are the guys I put like fringe. Like if you want to argue that any that you know any of my guys are not in the top 10 and you want to put these guys in the top 10, make the argument. I'm in for it. Rivers, Flacco, Prescott, Cousins, Mariota, Newton, and Eli Manning. So, I mean, that's like basically you're rounding off your top 16 quarterbacks in the NFL, and that's who I have. Let's see. Let's get to the comments. I know we got... A lot of them. Hopefully, I can actually pull them all up. If not, I'm going to have to do it on the computer. Here we go. Um, let's see. All right. Wow, we got a lot of them. All right. 
Noah Pratt says, trade him and start over and draft a younger QB. Detroit ain't winning anytime soon anyway. What are you going to trade him for? A bag of chips? I mean, really, what kind of quarterback can you get that you know is going to be as good as him? We've seen a lot of you know young quarterbacks get drafted and never be that good. Devin Mark says, we can kind of compare due to the fact that these guys are sacrificing their bodies in a more dangerous way than NBA players are. These guys deserve more money. Yes, but you also have to remember NBA guys are playing 82 games, so they got a lot more on their schedule. Noah says, I don't disagree with that. They deserve more money. It's just a different ball game, 100%. Will Parker says, ha, 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 Andrew Luck. All right, guys, for all of you who laugh at Andrew Luck, You'll, he'll be laughing his way to a super multiple Super Bowl wins in a few years. Let's go through Andrew Luck real, real quick here. Andrew Luck, since since he's been drafted, has had let's see, 20, 23 touchdowns, 18 interceptions, broke the all-time rookie record for passing yards, went to the playoffs. Next year, 11-5, playoffs, 23 touchdowns, 9 picks. Year after that, oh, AFC Championship game. He threw for... 40 touchdowns and 16 interceptions and 4,700 yards. Uh, very good. The year after that, his only injury year, he only started seven games. Last, and he did not do good. And last year, 15 games started, 31 touchdowns to only 13 picks with a 96.4 rating behind the worst off, one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL and the worst defense. So I love Andrew Luck. Mitch Fender says, you love Andrew Luck. I do love Andrew Luck. And you guys will love Andrew Luck when he wins Super Bowls. It's going to take, it might take a year, two, three, four, five, but I'll be vindicated. I'll be sitting at the Sun Five Studios in sunny Everett, Washington, and I'll be celebrating and I will be eating pie. Uh, Devin Mark, I'm done with you, George, on the luck ordeal. I'm not, I'm not going to go through my whole luck ordeal. I'm just telling you he's number three on my list. Noah Pratt says, NFL players deserve the most money to me. The fact that they don't is the same on the NFL. I completely agree with Noah. Noah says, Andrew Luck is a great QB. I knew I, I love Noah. Noah, thank you. Brendan Harris, Big Ben is better. Big Ben better on there. Oh, yeah, Big Ben's there. Big Ben's definitely a top 10 quarterback. I mean, if you guys want to say Big Ben, a lot of people I hear, oh, Big Ben's overrated. Big Ben is not overrated. Big Ben is a playmaker. Sammy Jojo says, I love Andrew Luck. He's maybe six, two, six in my list, but he's injury prone. Injury prone is if you miss multiple years with injuries, not just one year. Noah Pratt, let's see my guy get an offensive line first. Completely agree. Sammy Michael, they also put their bodies mentally and physically out there, football players. 100% Sammy, but at the same time, you got to remember that they only play 16 games. You got 82 games in the NBA, plus NBA players are brands. Like, Think about the NFL guys. We think of the shield. We don't think of we think of the NBA. We think of the players. So the NFL has marketed itself to where they can market the league, thus not having to pay their players as much as NBA players. Whether that's fair or not, I don't think it is, but it's the truth. Sammy says, "I agree. No, whether or not he's injury prone, it's his. It's the luck. So luck is more injury prone for sure than Russell." Sam, he was hurt all last year. Sammy Michael says, people say they only play 16 games, but those 16 games are the equivalent to 80 basketball games and 500 baseball games from a physical drainage and damage standpoint. 100% Sammy, but also remember that we're talking money here. This is monetary. How much money do you actually produce for the league? Sammy says he doesn't miss game. Devin Mark says, where's Ben? Big Ben's number eight on my list, I believe. Let me let me look that up one more time for you guys. I think we got, for those of you just joining us, we just gave our t my top 10, number seven on my list. 
on top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL going into this season, in my opinion. Brady, Rodgers, Luck, Wilson, Carr, Ryan, Roethlisberger, Breeze, Winston, and Matt Stafford rounding off, off my top 10. Um, Sammy, Luck missed a game. Okay, he missed a, Luck missed a game, but that doesn't make him injury prone. Uh, Will Parker, Eli Manning, Philip Rivers, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if you heard what I said earlier. I know I'm just going through the comments. If you want to make, I, I put a couple guys. If you want to make them on the top ten and move some of mine, I, I have no problem with them. Those include Philip, Kirk, Eli, Cam Newton, Joe Flacco, Marcus Mariota. If I, those guys, there's like a top sixteen definite in the NFL, and those guys are all the top sixteen. Um, Devin, they all are thinking, Will, yeah, yeah, I, I'm saying you can put those guys on the list. Like, this is my top 10 list, not your guys' top 10 list. I'm just joking. Love the comments. Noah says, yeah, but he plays first. That's why he didn't do as well last season. Completely true. Stafford is in more of an 11 to 13 range. Sammy Jarjour says, I'd rather have you play her but not able to play at all. Imagine if Hawks ran out there with Trevor Boykin. I don't want to see that. Sammy Jarjour says, I have luck at 6 QB, I think, on my list, but he's injury prone. Tyler Brightman says, yeah, I take Newton and Manning over him, over Stafford. Yeah, you can make that argument easily. I'm just talking about this season. Newton was a top 10 going into last season, but he had a bad year. So I, he bumps off my list. Sammy George says, real, real quick. Yep, Tyler from Devin Mark. Devin Mark agrees with Tyler. Sammy George says, Georgia on Colts. He's now winning multiple Super Bowls. Sammy, you can't look at the, in general, guys, you can't look at their staff right now and say oh he'll never win a super bowl i mean teams get built they got a new gm who's doing a fantastic job drafted well i see a good future devin mark says now if dungy was a coach i can see it happening here's my opinion i think the colts might have one more bad season in them this year chuck pagano finally gets fired and john gruden gets hired as the head coach on the indianapolis colts and another guy who could be potentially a coach there don't be shocked is Nick Saban. If Nick Saban ever wants to return to the NFL, I think he could do it on Indianapolis. Sammy says, George, come on. You know he won't win a Super Bowl on Colts. I would take four or five more years to be good enough. If he goes anywhere else, he can maybe win three Super Bowls. He went to the AFC Championship game with this Colts when they had the worst offensive line and the worst defense in the league. The AFC is not stacked at quarterbacks. He has a chance to make the Super Bowl on the Colts one day. Tyler Brightman says, a lot of these young teams on the rise. Wouldn't we be surprised if Luck doesn't even see the AFC Championship game, never mind the Super Bowl? I'd be shocked. I think, look, in the AFC, after Tom Brady retires and Ben Roethlisberger retires, which is coming up sooner than later, the AFC is not st stacked at quarterback. You got Marcus Mariota and Andrew Luck. Devin says, ha-ha. Tyler, Sammy Jersey, what are you saying if contingent on if he's on the right team? Unfortunately, he's not. So saying he will win a Super Bowl soon means you think he's leaving Indy, but he's on a long contract. Is Cam on your list? You skip my other point so you don't have to say anything about luck. Bromance. No, no, you guys, everyone take a deep breath on Andrew Luck. He's just on my top 10 list. If he's on your top 10 list, that's fine. I'm just saying you guys got to realize his talent. You got to realize you're going to build the team around him. And it could take three years. It could take five years. Did you guys think the Atlanta Falcons were going to make the Super Bowl last year? No. Did you think the Panthers the year before? Probably not. So it just takes time to build a team. Tyler Brightman said, why are you so high on Carvo? Had one good season and got hurt. Can't put him ahead of guys that 
proven they can play. I'm high on Carr because I saw he made all the throws last year. I see his leadership ability. I know he got hurt, but I think coming into this year, we'll see him be an MVP candidate, kind of like he was last year. Now, if I'm going to put a career-wise, like if this is my top 10 quarterbacks who've had a career so far on their list, Carr wouldn't be on there. Uh, Eli Manning would be much higher. Cam Newton would be much higher. But this is like kind of my prediction on who would be the top 10 quarterbacks, barring injury, this season. Sammy says, you're the one seeing the general. The fact that he's good is the general. Great. How, Devin Mark, how can you put somebody that hasn't done anything over somebody that's won a Super Bowl, multiple Super Bowls? I'm saying for this season, do you think Eli Manning this year is going to be better than, let's say, Cam Newton? Or do you think Eli Manning will be better this season than, you know, name a quarterback? I'm talking about this season, who I think will finish as a top 10 quarterback. I'm not saying that this is a career-wise list, just this season. Sammy says, my dude, he's on top 10, but you're acting like he's God. It's going to take time to build a team. You said that three years ago about luck, and he's still at the same spot with some lingering injuries now. Sammy, two years ago, they were in the AFC Championship game. It's not that far removed. I, I, this, this wasn't supposed to be a vindication on Andrew Luck. He's just number, I find him to be the third best quarterback in the league. If you guys find him sixth or seventh, that's fine. If I was to build an organization, I'd build it with Andrew Luck. That's all I'm saying. Tyler Brightman says, didn't know you meant this still this season, still taking Manny Newton though over Stafford. That's fair. I, I mean, it's, I had Stafford at number 10, just barely made the list. You can argue Newton over him. You can argue Rivers over him. You can argue Manning over him. He's just fringe top 10 to me on this list. Wow, this one, this conversation on Matthew Stafford went way longer than I expected, fellas. I, I love, love the comments, love the passion. And... Um, Devin says, your list makes a little more sense when you base it off the season. I just wouldn't count out Eli and Phillip. Yeah, me either. I, that's why I, on my list, I wrote down uh, Newton 11, Phillip 12, Eli 13 for this season, and Flacco at 14. I'm worried about Flacco's health a lot, though. I don't know what Flacco's going to be health-wise this season because we know he has a really injured back, and so do and same with Andrew Luck. We don't know what his injury is going to be like. So let's see what happens there. Um, let's move on to our weird story of the day and then we'll come back with our college football playoff predictions and go from there thank you guys for all the comments so our weird story of the day alien ufo shock mom and six kids see flying saucer before three beings get out a mother and six children claim to see a flying saucer landed on the ground before three very tall men in silver suits appeared beside it the bizarre sighting is said to have happened in Normanton, West Yorkshire, when one of the children ran into the kitchen and told the mom a plane had landed in the field. Joyce Westman and all six children were interviewed by UFO investigators and gave a similar account. The case has been detailed by a veteran British UFO investigator, Philip Mantle, as his most memorable investigation as he prepares to retire from UFO conference scene. I didn't know there was a UFO conference scene. He said accounts of UFOs allegedly landing their apparent occupants being observed well is remarkably rare. But I investigated such an account of my colleague Mark Birdsall of the UFO Yorkshire. It has stayed with me ever since. Mr. Mantle said he was told it was around mid-afternoon when her 8-year-old daughter ran into the house shouting and crying and telling her mother to come quick, an airplane has just landed in the field. Scary. He said just a matter of a few hundred yards away, 
In the fields adjacent to her house, she saw an object on the ground. It was dull, gray color and had the appearance of a Mexican hat. <laughs> Around the object stood three very tall men who had appeared to be dressed in silver suits. They said the men went to the rear of a craft and it rose vertically, stopped in midair, and then shot off at an angle at a rate of high speed. Mr. Mantle said, All the witnesses stated quite clearly that they both, upon landing and departure, this object never made a sound. Needless to say, they were speechless. All six of Miss Westerman's children related similar accounts to us. There were minor discrepancies, but we expected to find them from different people. I've often been asked by people down the years which one UFO case is the best one I have come across, and I have to say that Miss Westerman and her six children is the one for many reasons. It's all at the top of my list. The events happened in the early summer of 1979. I don't know why they're reporting it today. Mr. Mantle recount this and a number of other UFO cases at the Outer Limits Magazine UFO Conference in Hull on September 9th. Now, here's my question, guys. Why do UFOs always seem to land in places where not too many people live? Why haven't we seen many UFOs land in New York or land in Chicago or land in London? Like, it's Roswell, New Mexico, middle of a desert, Nevada. You know, middle of nowhere, UFO sighting. I think these people are just fucking delusional. I believe in UFOs. I believe in other beings out there in the world. But do I think that these UFOs are really coming out in big silver suits? And why are they always dressed in silver suits? Is that the only attire they have in space? To me, it makes no sense. I don't know what you guys think, but UFOs are coming be careful. Tyler Brightman says, drugs, fake news? I think both. I think both. Devin Mark says, good question, George. I've asked the same thing. Yes, it is a fair question. And Mitch, I have, I know that was a point you were going to give me. There is no space to land in New York, but why don't they fly over New York and then they realize like, oh my God, we can't land here. We're gonna, then they go out to the middle of nowhere. No one even sees it in the air in New York. Like, if you saw a flying saucer in Manhattan over the... They wouldn't land, obviously, but we could see it. There's a place to land in Bellevue, Washington. It's only 10 miles away from uh, Seattle, you know? Why is it always, like, in, you know, the middle of a desert? Roswell, New Mexico. They must think... I mean, they don't see all these bright lights and, like, I wonder what's going on over there. No, no, no. We're going to the middle of a desert. Makes no sense to me. I would love to see... If I... One day, I hope I live long enough to where we discover UFOs and aliens and stuff. First question, I'm, first question I am going to ask them. Be like, hey, why don't you ever fly over New York? Why don't you ever fly over Chicago? I know you can't land, but you weren't interested to see the skyscrapers? Or are you just interested in deserts? Are they so damn advanced? Like, they're like us thousands and thousands of years from now where their whole entire life is revolved around skyscrapers and they see empty land and they're intrigued. That's what I think. They're like, holy shit, what is this desert thing? All we have is buildings. UFOs. Scary. Mitch Penner says they are highly intelligent. They need a lot of space to land. I know they need a lot of space to land. I completely agree with that. But why don't they fly over New York before landing? Or why don't they fly over Chicago? It's even the ones when people see them out in the air just hovering, it's out in the middle of nowhere. I think it's an interesting question. Devin wants to know why is it always the country or BFE? I know what that means. Devin Mark likes Mitch's comment. So do I, actually. Queen Kira Clark, because they want to keep people from afar my theory 
keep liking people from afar. Yeah, but my thing is I, I would be interested. I mean, they'd probably be like, what's this Statue of Liberty thing? I want to kind of fly by it. Let's take a look at it. Do you think aliens have social media? That'd be pretty cool. Like if one day people get in long distance relationships with like a girl from Mars. Like, yeah, I love my girl from Mars. We're three years away on a spaceship. That'd be fun. Like, no, no, yeah, I knew it, Devin Mark. I just didn't, I, I was gonna not say it out loud, but yeah, I've heard it before. <laughs> no, no, think about that. Do aliens have social media? I wonder if they have like their equivalent of Snapchat. They'd just be Snapchatting each other, be like, yo, look at this. I just landed in Earth, middle of nowhere. Don't like New York. Don't like buildings. Aliens are interesting, man. That'd be cool, though, if like you can communicate with them uh, on social media. Like they have fa their Facebook, like for aliens. Then you all of a sudden that'd be as soon as that happens, I'm starting a new business. It's like Match.com. It'd be like um, what's that? Like farmers? Have you know that one where the farmers meet each other? You know, there's a farmer social like dating site. Mine would be like for humans who are looking for aliens and vice versa. Like, ooh, call it extraterrestriallove.com. Bookmark it now. Mitch Penner says, they very well might. There are so many lights in big cities, it's harder to see lights in the air. Less lights in more rural places. <laughs> Easier to find stuff in the sky. Good point, Mitch. You're right. Mitch, I'm kind of worried about Mitch, guys. I don't know about you, but Mitch might be an alien. He knows way too much about it. Maybe that's how he got to Earth. I mean, he's a pretty good basketball player. Maybe that's where he learned to shoot hoops on Mars. Mitch, you know way too much about how aliens land and think. Starting, starting to scare me, bro. Devin Mark says Mars Space. Spacebook. <laughs> I like that. No, spacebook.com. Yo, you should go look that up. Devin, if, you, if, you, if it's not if it's just available, man, go buy that out. Spacebook.com. Wow. Where the stars align. All right, let's move on to some football. But really, Mitch, if you're an alien, man, that's scary. Like, let me know. Queen Kira Clark says, rural places are the best places to live in land alien, alien ships. So you know that too. You and Mitch, Kira. You and Mitch. Devin, let's patent that shit. <laughs> Hell yeah, spacebook.com. Where the stars align. Great marketing right there. All right, moving on to the college football playoffs. All right, so today I was, you know, driving home, driving to work, and I was driving to the office, left home. I was like, what in the news is today? I know Matt Stafford. I know college football is coming on. And I know we got a lot, a lot of football coming up. So what I wanted to do here is this week, Today, I want to talk about the four teams that made the college football playoffs last year and tell you who I think is likely to return, who's likely to miss out. And then from there, tomorrow, I want to give a little more preview on college football, my surprise teams. And then on Thursday, I want to give you guys my college football final four prediction. So... That's how we're going to do it. Friday, we're actually off, guys. We're going to be on a cruise for my friend's uh, bachelor party. So you won't see us Friday or Monday. Then from Tuesday, 
all the way through the Super Bowl. We'll probably be on each and every day with no days off. So get used to seeing these beautiful faces. Mine and Sam's. Mitch Penner says, love that, George. This is by far my favorite segment. I can neither confirm nor deny my alien status. Oh, I'm confirming it. Mitch, I am confirming it. 100%. <laughs> All right. So playoff teams, guys. Which college football teams are most likely to return to the college football playoffs this season? Now, last year we had number one Alabama played number four Washington, my alma mater. Got the jersey right behind me, as you guys see. Mannequin Mike sits behind me now. I might put him, like, right here from now on so you guys can see him a little bit more, you know. Let, let him enjoy himself. But So we got the Huskies versus Alabama, and we had Ohio State versus Clemson. As you guys know, Clemson beat Ohio State, Alabama beat Washington, and then Clemson had an epic comeback with Deshaun Watson to win the national championship. So now I want to talk about which of these teams I think is most likely to return, which ones I don't think will return, and which one I hope returns. So let's start with Clemson. So according to Las Vegas, Clemson, who was the national champion last season, is over under is set at nine and a half wins, which nine and a half probably would not be enough to make the college football playoff. So let's go through their schedule real quick and we can say whether or not we think they win games, lose games, etc. They go Kent State, one and zero. Auburn. At home, I'm going to give them the win and go to 2-0. At Louisville, I think they lose that game at Louisville. Then they go Boston College at home, Virginia Tech on the road they win, Wake Forest at Syracuse, Georgia Tech at NC State, Florida State at home. This is the game that's going to tell us if they're going to the college football playoffs or not. I think Florida State is better than Clemson this year. I think Florida State wins that game. The Citadel at South Carolina and they missed college football playoffs. That would give them 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 wins. Still, it's going to be tough for them to get back to the college football playoffs. That's one team I'm going to cross off the returning to the college football playoffs, and that is Clemson. I just don't I just don't see it. I, I don't see them returning this year, guys. They lost... Um, they lost their quarterback in Deshaun Watson. I still believe they have one of the best head coaches in the country in Dabo Sweeney. I believe he's fantastic. I think Dabo Sweeney is literally uh, a genius offensively and defensively. I, I love Dabo Sweeney. I think this team will return to the college football playoffs in the future, but I believe that this season the Clemson Tigers will not return to the college football playoffs. All right, so let's go with the team that finished number two, and that's the Alabama Crimson Tide. Now, the Alabama Crimson Tide's over-under is set at 11 games. That's pretty high. However, this is a team Nick Saban led. Muhammad Argon Taja Rajo says, Hello, Song Sunao. Hello. What's up, man? How you doing? Do you like college football? Anyway. So 11 wins for Alabama. I like the over on this. Let's go through their schedule here quickly. Florida State, I'm going to give them a win at the Mercedes-Benz Stone. Fresno State, 2-0. Colorado State, 3-0. At Vanderbilt, 4-0. At versus Old Miss, 5-0. At Texas A&M, 6-0. Arkansas, 7-0. Tennessee, 8-0. They're tough, one of their toughest games of the year versus LSU, but it's at home, 9-0. At Mississippi State, 
Mercer 11-0. Now you got Auburn at the Iron Bowl. This game's going to be fantastic. I think Auburn might be the second-best team in the SEC this year. It's going to be a tough, tough game. I still like Alabama to go 12-0, win the SEC championship to get to 13 wins, and return to the college football playoffs. I really do. I mean, Nick Saban-led teams continue to do this. Nick Saban-led teams are so well-coached, so well-prepared, and this year they're returning their quarterback, they're returning many starters, they're needing to avenge that college football playoff, and Nick Saban has made it to the college football playoffs each and every year of its existence, and I believe that this is season he will return there again. Thoughts? Now to the team that finished number three, Ohio State. Their over and under is also set at 11 wins. They are going to be a force to reckon with. I love the Ohio State Buckeyes this year. I believe the Ohio State Buckeyes are one of the best teams in all of college football. Um, I think they're the most talented team in college football. They have a tough, tough, tough schedule. So let's see how they manage with that tough schedule. That's really going to be the problem here is what do they do with this schedule? Is this schedule going to be good enough for them to win? Or is it not going to be good enough? Let's see. So they play Indiana at home. And sorry, guys, I keep looking away from the computer, but my schedule is right over here. So I'm trying to reconnect the other camera, which is not reconnecting, but that's fine. All right. So they got um, Indiana at home or at Indiana 1-0. and Oklahoma at home at in Columbus 2-0. Army 3-0. UNLV 4-0. At Rutgers 5-0. Maryland 6-0. At Nebraska, 7-0. Toughest game, in my opinion, on the schedule. Penn State on at home, though. They get that at home, and that's important. 8-0. At Iowa, 9-0. Michigan State, 10-0. Illinois, 11-0. And at Michigan, who's the youngest team in the country. I don't know how that's going to go for them, but let's just assume that they lose that game or go to the champion, the what you call it, the uh, Big Ten Championship, they should get through that over. I also believe Ohio State is the best team in the Big Ten. I believe there's going to be another undefeated team in the Big Ten, and we're going to make arguments of two teams in the Big Ten should be getting there, and that's the Wisconsin Badgers because of their schedule. But I believe Ohio State at the end will prevail in the Big Ten Championship and be the represent representation of the Big Ten in the college football playoffs so I'd, so then we got washington now i love the huskies as you guys know i'm gonna try not to be biased here their over under is 10 wins i'm gonna have them actually missing the college football playoffs no i'm not who am i who am i kidding this is not official predictions guys yet but i believe the huskies should have a chance to return to the college football playoffs their schedule is so much easier than anyone else's schedule I've seen in the country. This is a cupcake schedule until the Pac-12 championship game. So I believe that the Huskies should be able to take care of business and make it to the championship. Pac-12 championship where they'll have a chance to make the college football playoffs. Listen to this easy schedule. They're over under set at 10 games. I love the over. At Rutgers, 1-0. Montana, 2-0. Fresno State, 3-0. At Colorado, 
at Oregon State, 5-0. Cal at home, 6-0. At Arizona State, 7-0. They'll be favored in each and every one of these games. Oregon at home, 8-0. They'll be favored. Toughest game on the schedule at Stanford. I'd love to give them the win, and I'm going to to go 9-0. Utah at home, 10-0. Rivalry game versus Wazoo, 11-0. I believe the Huskies win each and every game and go to the Pac-12 championship, where I hope they win, and I hope that this team repeats as Pac-12 champions. Now, will that happen for sure? I'm, I'm not quite sure, but I believe they will. I think that the Huskies are going to be just as improved. I know Victor Azim is actually uh, suspended for the first game of the season, one of our best defenders and an All-American, but I believe that that's not going to do much against Rutgers. We are, I think, 30-point favorites against Rutgers this, this coming week. I think it dropped down to 28.5 at one point, but did go back up to 30. So bet the Huskies uh, on the over, but take Rutgers. I think Rutgers covers the 30 points. All right, so before we sign off here, we got a couple minutes left. I just want to give you the show recap. We went through the Matt Stafford contract and why I believe he deserves to be paid. Now, I don't believe he's the best quarterback in the NFL, but I don't believe that contracts are based on who's the best quarterback in the NFL. I believe that contracts are based on what the market dictates, and the market dictates that starting quarterbacks in the NFL that are franchise quarterbacks like Matt Stafford who are borderline top 10, top 15 quarterbacks deserve to be paid high. He deserves to be the highest paid quarterback in the league because that's what the market dictates. So we talked about that. Also said, crazy stat, Matt Stafford hasn't had a running back run for over 100 yards in a game in four years. Reggie Bush was the last one to do that four years ago. We went through our top 10 list, Brady, Rodgers, Luck, Wilson, Carr, Ben Roethlisberger, Breeze, Winston, and Stafford are my top 10 quarterbacks. You can make a case for Rivers, Cousins, Mario, uh, Newton, and Prescott. That gives you, you know, one, two, three, four, five, top 16 quarterbacks in the league. Any of those guys, you want to pay them, I have no problem pay them what the market dictates because at the end of the day, you're only as good as your starting quarterback is in the NFL. It's really hard to win without a top-end starting quarterback. Very important. We talked about the weird news of a day in UFOs. Um, as we said earlier, UFOs are real in my opinion, but I want to know why UFOs do not ever land or ever fly over major cities. Why is it always Roswell, New Mexico? Why is it, as Devin Mark would say, BFE? But fuck Egypt. I don't know. Like, why? Someone tell me why they do that. No one can explain it to me. But yeah, UFOs. If any of you are out there watching or aliens, let me know. Why don't you ever fly over those cities? And please let me know if you guys have social media so I can follow you. Lastly, we talked about, we didn't get to the Art Brile situation, which is a lot of you probably don't really care about it. It's a weird story. Look it up. Um, and as far as the college football playoffs, I believe that Alabama, Ohio State, and maybe Washington, all three of them make a return to the college football playoffs. I actually believe, you know, three out of those four are the best coaches in the country. 
Um, I think the best coaches in the country are Saban, Urban Meyer, Chris Peterson, Dabo Sweeney, Jimbo Fisher, and then Jim Harbaugh. So I like to look at your coach in college football, and then Franklin at Penn State rounds off my top seven coaches. The crazy thing about that is there's only one SEC coach in that list. And that being said, uh, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at GJarjour. I'll put up crazy shit on there, so enjoy that. And that being said, we've been coming at you live and direct from the Sound Live studios in sunny Everett, Washington. Thank you for watching George's Jungle of Sports. Tune in at 1 p.m. to watch Speak Up with Sammy Jarjour. And 4 p.m., we're doing our AFC North preview on Sound Sports. Me and Sammy, our daily debate show. Uh, you can follow us on facebook.com slash live or twitter.com slash live. And lastly, subscribe to our podcast on the iTunes store or SoundCloud store. Same as always, slash live. Thank you, guys. Hope you have a fantastic Tuesday and stay safe out there. Summer's almost over, but at Old Navy, the styles are as hot as ever. Get to Old Navy now for 30% off all jeans, 40% off all dresses, and 50% off all tees. That's right, get 30, 40, and 50% off all your favorite styles for the whole family, plus up to 75% off clearance. Hurry in fast. These deals won't last. The sale ends soon at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid in-store 822 to 828 and online 822 to 824. Excludes in-store clearance, bubbles, active, licensed, and men's package tees.